Who are you? In the parable that we just read. Because Jesus gives us three different options, uh, at least of the main characters. The father who lets the son go, gives his property to him, the, the whatever was sort of waiting for him in the will, gives his property to him and lets him leave. And then when he returns, receives him gladly. Or are you the older son who stayed outside throwing a hissy fit because the fatted calf was killed for your younger brother who came back? Or are you the younger son who went away? I think because the bulk of the story is about the younger son, I think Jesus really does want to focus our attention on the younger son. That's not to say that sometimes we're not the parent that needs to receive with joy the child that has repented. Or sometimes we're the parent that needs to let go. That can be a possibility. Or maybe even the friend or something like that. And certainly we are often the older brother who is jealous and angry that someone else had to have all the fun and they got to come back and be received. Sometimes we're those two. But I want to focus on the younger son because I think his sort of psyche, the world that he's living in, reveals a lot about the entire parable and about the, the message about Christian life that Christ is trying to teach us. So I want to focus on the younger son. Why did the father throw such a party? The fatted calf, it's like, you know, the, the plates that mom or grandma saves in the cabinet? Or the, I don't know, sometimes there's a room in a Chaldean's house that you're not allowed to go in. It's a dining room, but you can't eat in the dining room. It's like that. But the fatted calf means after the party's over, you throw all those dishes away. That's what it means to slaughter the fatted calf. It's one of the most valuable things you have, and you destroy it in order to throw this party. That's what a big party it was. Why did the father throw that big of a party for the younger son? Well... If we look at what he could have done rather than return the way he did, I think we'll understand why there's something to rejoice about. There's something really interesting and kind of brilliant about that younger son. What else he, could he have done at that moment when it says he came to himself, he realized he's wasted everything. He's just a loser. He's working, feeding garbage to pigs. And he's so hungry that he wants to eat the garbage that he's feeding to the kids. And he's not allowed to. And nobody's helping him. All the people he thought were his friends don't even care about him now. Because once the money's gone, you'll see you lose friends faster than money as the money goes away. And now he realizes this. What else could he have done rather than go home the way he did? In other words... When we turn away from God and we waste what He gave us, we have other options. The son could have wandered more. Maybe the next town, maybe the next sin, maybe the next waste of time will make me happy more than this last one did. Yes, I feel empty now, but maybe the next party, the next drug, the next girl or guy, the next 
stupid pleasure. And by the way, let's pay attention to this. The younger son slash we waste what God gives us not only through sinning. The older brother says, oh, your, your son wasted all of his money with harlots. That's the older son being judgmental. It doesn't say that he did that. It only says he wasted it on loose living. It doesn't say sinning. It just means wasting your time. It just means doing dumb stuff with, with the time, the precious time that God gave you. It could also include sin. But maybe the next, whatever it is, video game, the, the next just dumb thing that I'm going to waste my life on, maybe that'll make me happy even though I feel empty. The son could have done that. But he realized, and this is the thing that's, that's smart about him, well, there's a famine in this country. And no one gave him, gave him anything. The moment of conversion that this story kind of celebrates includes a realization that the world that we're living in, yeah, there's some fun stuff and there's a lot of good things in it, but in the end, there's a famine. In the end, it's not going to feed us. And like all the best, whatever, fun and restaurants and cool stuff in the world, in the end, it is non-food. It's not going to feed us. It's a famine out there. The world, everything really is, even though it's fun, it is kind of worthless at the end of the day. And no one gave him anything. Yeah, people are nice sometimes, but nobody's going to love you the way that your father loves you. And he realized that and he stopped fooling himself about the next meal or the next fake friend. Okay, that's, that's pretty smart. That's something to celebrate. What else could he have done? He could have given up. And we could give up. And we do that sometimes. And we feel, gosh, I have wasted so much time. I've done so much bad stuff. I've gone so far away. How could God accept me now? How can I go back to my father now? We can fall into despair. And this son could have fallen into despair. And yet, he said, I perish here with hunger. It's very interesting that the remedy to despair is to realize our own pain. Forget about, okay, is God going to accept us or not? Is my father going to receive me as a servant or not? Let God do his own business. Let God be God. Worry about yourself. And if you've given up and you don't think God's ever going to accept you again, don't do His job. Do yours. Which is to realize you're starving. Okay, you're starving. This is where you're going to find the meal that's going to satisfy you. This is where you're going to be fed. Come back. Whether God accepts you or not, that's His business. And the son, again, very intelligently did that. He could have also come back and pretended he did nothing wrong. He could have marched back in and said, all right, dad, where's that fatted calf? Or no, I need some food, I'm kind of thirsty, I'm kind of hungry. I'm back, everybody, welcome back. You're welcome. Coming back like that with pride? No. He remembered the father's dignity. The father who respected himself enough to let him go Somebody with that kind of personality, no, he deserves an apology and he deserves, deserves a real apology. And God who gave you the free will to leave, 
You better believe that he deserves a real sincere sorry when you come back. And you don't demand to be called his son. You say, if I can be your servant, I will be extremely grateful. Just feed me. That's our attitude. The father, no, my son is alive and I'm going to throw the biggest party in the world. But that's God's business. What we do is we go back on our knees. And we say, I don't deserve anything that you give me, but I'm starving. Treat me as a slave and I'll be happy. And then he will do his thing and he'll, God will do his thing exactly the way this parable says. That's where we're at and we have all of these options and we can keep wasting our time, but he didn't waste his time anymore. He, did, he realized the world isn't going to make me happy. He came to that realization. And he was hungry enough to not fall into despair or if he was falling into despair, he pushed against it, he resisted it by understanding his own hunger and his own need. And he went back in humility rather than in pride. This is the sort of model of repentance. This is what it means to turn back to God. And this is the kind of thing that can happen many times in our life. It's not just one time I went astray and now I'm back. This can happen every day. And every day in a little tiny way, we really should at the end of the day do an examination of conscience and say to God, okay, God, I return to you because I was distracted by fun and I wasted a lot of what you gave me. I, dis I, was, I was distracted by temptation and I fell into sin. And I come back to you with hope that you forgive me, but I come back as a humble servant without any demands, without anything that I'm going to require you to do. That is the attitude, the internal attitude of this younger son. We do that at least once a week because we go out into the world and we fall into sins or at least we waste what our father gave us. And even though there's all kinds of fun stuff to do, especially in San Diego, even when it's really hot, we still come back here and you could all be in, in air conditioned houses and doing cool stuff and going to great restaurants, but you're here in the humidity and the heat and that's great. You're here in the father's house. You've turned away from either sins or the sort of shallow stuff in the world. And you're here because you trust in God's mercy. Because it's greater than any of the sins that you could ever commit. And we all come and say, Lord, forgive the sins and faults of your servants because this younger son said, treat me as one of your hired servants. And then immediately after we say that, if you pay attention to the prayers in Mass, we say, Our Father who art in heaven. And we ask Him to forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. And then we receive the banquet that God has prepared for us. Brothers and sisters, we are here. Let us be the younger son in turning away from the world, in repenting with all our heart, but also in receiving God's forgiveness and God's banquet. Okay.